0: Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Josh Choi. Josh is the Director of Business Development at Korea Startup Forum, the biggest startup membership organization in Korea, with more than 1,400 startup members. His current focus is to support and consult with startups for their recovery and growth through the pandemic. Prior to that, he was notably Chief Communications Officer at IconLoop, which is Korea's number one blockchain startup, and program lead of Smart ABC, which stands for AI, Banking and Cities, at the International Telecommunication Union, where he worked for nine years. Okay, Josh, you know about our three plus one format. You get three questions and one soapbox moment. So let me start with question one. How do you interpret the relationship between users accessing more content and services online, and the impact this may have on telecommunications operators, and I would add specifically with the Korean experience of having a form of sending party pays um, legislation
1: introduced a couple of years ago. Well, thank you very much for uh, introduction, Caroline. So I'm very very pleased to be here to uh, share about. On stories on that issues, especially in South Korean context. Well, as we have witnessed for the last few years, you know, the consumption of uh, you know, especially multimedia content on the internet, such as like video games, you know, of AR and VR content, has grown up really exponentially, right? So the current issues surrounding this trend is that basically, you know, the content providers should pay for the traffic that they generate because the network is built by the telcos, and the content providers uh, make a lot of money through delivering their content on the network that telcos are building. So some people argue that you know just like we pay the you know toll fee when we drive on the uh, highway, and that the content providers must pay for the uh, those traffic, so that the telcos can invest more on more on you know building, you know, maintaining, improving the network infrastructure. It might you know, sound fair. Uh, you make a large volume of traffic, okay, so be responsible for it. However, you know, well, uh, considering all this, you know, the, uh, the environment and the context here, you know, this argument sometimes hides the truth. Okay, so uh, I don't want to uh, make a mistake of generalization, but as you suggested, just explaining only in the context of South Korean market, well, actually, the, the major Korean telcos, the you SK know, Telecom and Korea Telecom and LGU+, well, they haven't actually invested much in the network infrastructure. So in 2019, well, these three major big telcos in Korea announced that they launched uh, you know, five, uh, 5G five services for the first time in the world. And the number of subscribers for 5G services is uh, nearly you know, 24 million, which is almost half of the total million, uh, total population in South Korea. So to some of these, you know, three major companies' operational profits surpassed the 10 billion US dollars in previous quarter of this year. However, actually, their spending on the network infrastructure has decreased compared to the same quarter of the last year. So, one of the main reasons is that what well, those telcos have been, you know, threatened and you know, facing challenges in, in expanding their businesses, right? So the market is saturated and that there's no more room to grow. So, therefore. You know, they have you know, tried new businesses, you know, launched additional services, which is normally packed together with their subscription uh, subscription services. So uh, they you know, try to make you know, uh, more profit from their different area, which are mostly, unfortunately, well, not very successful so far. So they spend more money on these areas rather than improving the quality of their core product, which is basically Netflix. So this is why many people are kind of suspicious that you know you know that you know, the, the, um, you know the, those telcos will uh, invest more on you know, in a network infrastructure so well um, in a nutshell yes it is for sure that the internet traffic will never stop growing in an exponential way and that more and more users are actually really enjoying you know, consuming the, uh, the the videos you know games and whatever so the network infrastructure definitely you know must be able to handle this so we need more investment here but it is also an area that we cannot just live in a I believe, you know, just pre- free market because the telecom network uh, infrastructure is not just an um, you know, industry, but also is a utility like you know, water and electricity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is why you know, some people argue that the you know, government has to intervene a you know, come up with the various ways to support and help open up the new opportunities for uh, telcos. So, I think that this is a really over context I can interpret. And in this context about your question about yeah, the, the consumption of the multimedia content and the telcos.
0: Thank you, Josh. It's, it's, it's actually um, interesting to see that you're telling me there's more money coming into the telcos in, in South Korea, but it's just not going towards infrastructure, it's going to other things, right. uh, services. Yeah. And, and sad to hear actually that they're not very successful from what you tell me. Unfortunately, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, sometimes if if you're good, if you're a good engineer, it doesn't necessarily make you a good content provider. Let's put it that way, <laughs> and vice versa. Um, yeah, in all honesty. Um, so let me switch, maybe then, because you know you, you you've already hinted upon it. Um, let me switch to the next question, which is, what are the inherent dangers, if any, of big tech being requested to pay for the network of telcos?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's very important. Also, very interesting questions. So, uh, yeah, I try to be really honest and frank. All right. So, uh, more than you know, a half of the uh, the global internet traffic comes from you know six major big techs. You know, according to a recent study I just read from newspaper uh, the other day, and you know, Google and Facebook and Netflix and Microsoft and Apple and Amazon, they generate nearly sixty percent of the global internet traffic. This is huge. So, yes, it is correct that big techs are making huge volume of data and a huge volume of traffic. However, I think we would meet with distorted and unfair market environment if we are too much focused on the the logical framework of traffic-oriented payment issues that telcos are building. Because firstly, the government can be tempted to you know, set of new legislation you know, making content providers' payment mandatory in the name of preventing them from you know free riding, but actually this is really happening in South Korea as so a number of bills have been introduced in the Congress to require local you know, foreign content providers to pay the um, the fee for the network based on the volume of the traffic they generate so um, but the issue is that um, you know the. This is, I think, you know, it's really totally infringing the freedom of making contracts, which is a really essential, you know, basic legal right of the you know, juristic persons. You know, telcos and content providers, of course, they can sign a contract to require for like sharing the cost for the uh, internet traffic. I think yes, it is up to them. You know, but the con. That contract should be made up on you know mutual contract, not by the you know government legislation. So and also it should be also about the access to the internet, not about the traffic volume, which is I believe completely against the original design of the internet. Right. So this you know sender pace rule that these these tech are want to establish is uh, completely opposite side of the uh, the original you know design of the internet, right? So I believe. The government should uh, focus more on policy to support the growth of telcos rather than you know, force legislation and intervening in the expansion, and also they should in, uh, intervene more in the expansion of the network, not just leaving them in, in a just free market competition. So this is one thing. And I think secondly, you know, more and more you know, small uh, medium-sized content providers, startups will die. And disappear i believe and eventually only big tax and the telcos will survive so that market will be really dominated by you know, just a few players so consequently all these harms can be placed on you know users shoulders so in south korea uh, there are quite a few small medium-sized content providers who have attracted many many users by their innovative you know, and creative you know, content and services but the, the, this emergence of these startups has really boosted innovations and created really high competition in the market. However, as telcos require them to pay the fee based on the traffic they generate, they're really struggling to survive. For example, one of the um, most popular video platform in Korea, which is actually a startup, and their, um, their yearly revenue is just one of the biggest player neighbor however they pay the fee which is equivalent to one fifth of the fee neighbor pays this is a really huge difference so telcos argued that you know they seek fair contribution by asking big tax to be responsible for the traffic but it actually may create an kind of unfair monopolized distorted market if we focus on traffic volume so this is the second thing I believe, and third, the core issue that I think you know we have to tackle is actually the shortage and the low quality of the network itself. So the sender pace rule actually sees content provider as a you know, main driver uh, to generate you know, too much traffic, but this perspective I believe might distort the real picture that we have to see. So basically, you know, traffic growth is a really essential that. internet relies on you know so high quality content is created and more and more people definitely will use the internet and then telcos can generate revenue based on the growth model this growth model right but video streaming in a metaverse and much you know virtual reality due to the evolution of all these technologies actually network quality and capacity will get more and more importance i believe so the government has to find a way to incentivize the telcos to innovate the network infrastructure, so that the network users also can be willing to use more and more, even pay more. So, but the problem here is that the quality of the network itself is really, you know, decreasing. So, a lot of lot of people complain. So, if the uh, the telcos can focus on their core product and then really increase the uh, the quality of the network, and people probably will be even willing to pay because they want to consume really, you know, a multimedia context. So I think this is the third thing. So, uh, as I, so uh, this is actually three major points that I can see as an inherent in you know, the dangers that, you know, this you know big tax and tech was face.
0: Thank you, Josh. So basically, um, risks to uh, contractual freedom, um, using the right. wrong metric by focusing on uh, traffic uh, data rather than looking yeah. at the whole ecosystem and how it functions. Right. Um, A risk of consolidating the power of big tech, (laughs) which is not exactly what any country is trying to achieve at the moment, Uh, Um, and and stifling innovation within startups by making them also pay at the end of the day. It's not just big tech paying in Mm -hmm. in, in South Korea. Um, All of that is, yeah, it's it's not a good uh, perspective for Europe if we were to uh, join South Korea's model. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so let me now switch to a bit more um, technical uh, question, but it's because it's been raised in the discussions, and maybe mm-hmm. you've had the same uh, arguments in in South Korea, which is, do you think it's appropriate to compare the contribution of big tech and, and telcos in infrastructure, as suggested by some? So basically. Um, You know, telecom operators say, we invest so much uh, and content providers only invest so much in infrastructure. Do you think that's uh, an appropriate um,
1: uh, comparison? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, as I mentioned earlier, though the big techs uh, generate a really large amount of internet traffic, uh, uh, I don't think it's appropriate to ask big techs to contribute to the network infrastructure, in my opinion. Uh, okay, for example, um, imagine that um, there's a famous restaurant and the more and more people have to drive to visit the restaurant. So the traffic on the road to the restaurant is increasing. And so, but the, the road builder, whoever it is, whether it's the government or local government or whatever, they normally don't ask the restaurant to pay uh, for the traffic. So we normally try to uh, widen the road or construct an you know, alternative route to you know, solve this kind of problem, right? Actually, well, okay, it might not be a really perfect analogy, but I believe, you know, it is for sure that all these, you know, debates on requiring, you know, content provided to contribute to the network is not aligned with the original principle and the spirit of the internet as I mentioned just before. So, and also uh, the, the network quality itself is the primary element to make the internet traffic stable and fast. So the current network infrastructure is not actually capable of handling the skyrocketed in the volume of digital content anymore, right? So the internet users often complain that, okay, the the, the internet gets so slow, especially when they are connected to a foreign network to use in the platforms outside of the country. So the speed and stability of the network are influenced not just by the traffic, but also more by the network quality itself. So therefore, you know, before questioning about the issue of uh, you know free ride of content provider, you know, the the, the sharing the same level of like you know, responsibility and contribution, I actually well, I think we firstly have to ask first, you know, so whether telcos are really properly responsible for their role and duty in terms of the quality of network. So basically, you know, the telecommunication network is a business area for telcos, but at the same time. As I mentioned, it's a public infrastructure that should be interpreted as a basic utility for citizens. so actually this is this is a really cool pain point for uh, the telcos because uh, it's very difficult for them to find the way to resolve uh, these issues in a balanced way, because uh, if the government just leave the network in a free market competition environment, and the players in this field obviously will obviously you know choose to minimize the cost and maximize the profit, right? Therefore, they would hesitate to spend on the network improvement actively, rather, they would be more focused on making profit. So the quality is going down and then, you know. So therefore, again, as I mentioned, that the government should, you know, intervene, motivating telcos to take the core duty and responsibility. So this, this is the first thing I think we have to do before discussing on how to involve big tax to the network management so of course you know the um the content provider yeah, especially big tags and you know, should take a certain level of responsibility for network management however it can't be the same as the one that telcos should take due to the reasons i mentioned thank you josh so basically um it's all about creating i think the right incentives for
0: telecom operators exactly still, yeah, right like yeah yeah investing in what they're good at at the end of the day right. which is providing infrastructure and and which is, you know, that infrastructure has been our lifeline during the pandemic. Right. And without that infrastructure, all of us would not have been able to continue to work or, you know, kids going to school, et cetera, And cetera. And, and, and I, I take your point about that incentive-oriented um, approach. And that makes us reach actually maybe the moment where you want to share that incentive view with the two strong ladies in Brussels, uh, the soapbox (laughs) moment, as I call it. Uh, So you have one to two minutes to deliver a message to put on screen Ursula von der Leyen, our president of the European Commission, (laughs) Roberta Metzola, president of the European Parliament. Um, I think you really, you're not talking into thin air. I mean, you have the experience of what's happening in South Korea. So please share that experience
1: with them right um yeah we uh we understand that you know the, especially big tax uh should be also responsible in you know, some way for the uh, network and infrastructure and also traffic because you know this is it's it's true that they are generating create a lot of you know traffic however uh i recommend okay, instead of just having just a really simple approach that okay so you guys are uh, generated traffic also you have to pay for it. Uh, because if you look at the, the over ecosystem you know from you know one step further and you know, behind you can see a lot of lot of dynamics there. As I mentioned before in the all these three answers, you know, there are issues about you know fair competition also between big techs and also startups innovation and SMEs. So this is also over you know, issues on the economics. So I think um okay well we what well, the government can do something but instead of uh, you know setting up the kind of a really legislation or uh, some kind of legal you know action rather uh, try to think about what would be the really best role of the policymakers and the government to support you know telcos and incentivize them to focus more on the product and also try to uh, consider how we can really build the health ecosystem considering all every elements surrounded these issues so yes um yeah, i i strongly recommend that this also you know, this to make is uh take into account you know the all you know diverse you know, different you know elements and perspective from especially uh, startups and sms who are really innovating this area so otherwise and you know, again you know we will be just yeah depend on the uh, big techs and the big operators and then customers and actually they will lose a lot of you know freedom to choose in a different you know services and the content and then of course the local market will be distorted so yeah uh, this is first my really final statement that i would like to raise to the uh um in the eu um, thank you
0: josh i think i think um the startup message is a strong one and it's not i mean we have also a strong and growing community of startups in the eu right uh, the EU yeah. is actually based on small and medium enterprises. A lot of our, our oh, right. growth comes from there, a lot of our innovation. Yes. So I think that's that's a point that I hope will resonate in, in the discussion. Just look at the bigger picture. It's not just about exactly. the big ones. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget the small ones
1: that could be crushed in the middle. <laughs> yeah, because all these big companies also were started as a very small startup, right? So if you really wanted to keep innovation, so try to look at really innovative small, medium-sized group, and that there are a lot of, lot of interesting, you know, innovations.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience, Josh.
1: Um, I'm I'm
0: My pretty pleasure. sure it will be useful um, for for uh, for Brussels to 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 learn from that, and hopefully they will okay. pick up uh, the you know the main findings uh, and and act accordingly. Have a great day, thank, thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for, uh, thank uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you very much.